Welcome back, everyone, to the Martial Arts Mania podcast. I am one of your hosts, AJ. And I am the other, Gavin. Hello, Gavin. It's It's been a minute. It's been a minute. It has, hasn't it? Of course, in uh, corona lockdown time, that minute is like uh, 100 years. Because, you know, you just start to lose track of time. I, I don't even... The funny part is the only reason I know what day of the week it is is thanks to my workouts. Yeah. If, if it weren't for my job, I would like totally lose track. But my... <laughs> yours is a legitimate reason. If it wasn't for my job, I mean, it's like, well, I know today was uh, a push day with a run. So that's why I know it's Thursday. But yeah, the, the days the day just like float by and like I have yeah, to wake up in the morning. No, uh, like... Any uh, new exciting news? Obviously, I mean, for a podcast based around martial arts movies, action movies, we don't have a whole lot to talk about right now, simply because, uh, I mean, we're still in the lockdown, the industry's still shut down, uh, you know, postponements of uh, certain releases we were looking forward to. Uh, occasionally, you'll see some news announced. And the thing is, even when I see new projects announced now, I, I can't even get my hopes up because I'm like, well, when will they even start shooting it? Absolutely. And, and uh, it's right now I've been, uh, I was texting with friends. So as you know, we have a list coming up and I wanted to run my list by a couple of guys beforehand. Uh, and while we were doing that list, I started thinking about projects I wish had been shot. Yeah. So, but we can get into that. As far as like news, I, I'm, I think you saw my social media uh, grammatical error uh, ignored. I uh, have started doing the shadow kickboxing uh, with the Sensei Keith Cook Kirabayashi, and those classes. Uh, by the end of it, I am drenched. Okay, it's phenomenal. So I've heard they're amazing. And real quick side note: Do you remember when we went to record uh, the episode, and he talked about how he had just done a podcast with some awesome guy in Portugal? Yes. And we were both like, okay. And we had like no idea what he was talking about. Well, I found that guy inadvertently when looking for Jerry Trimble videos on YouTube. And he had done a podcast with him and he has a whole video set up and he has this awesome like man cape where he records it. And okay. then we start talking how he's in Portugal. I'm like, wait a minute. And I look at his video list and I see there's Keith Cook. So I started uh, following him and then we started messaging each other. Really cool guy. Uh, it's the Bruce Willow podcast. So of our 10 oh, listeners. Yeah. I'll have I suggest you check it out he goes by Bruno also I think that's the Portuguese name really awesome guy uh super uh funny but he's also been doing the videos and he's been posting on social media and he says how intense they are and I'm like really and now you told me I'm like man why am I doubting it because I did the fitness class at the gym and it was one of the hardest classes I ever did so I'm like you know what screw doing Tai Bo I'm switching over to shadow boxing <laughs> with Keith Cook the man Oh, it, it, the classes are awesome, and you're absolutely right. The, now that you've mentioned that guy's name, you know it's you uh, when you do the Zoom classes, you have the full screen of the instructor, uh -huh. but then on down the side you have these like five boxes, and you know you can scroll and see the students. Uh -huh. Today I was looking down, like, hey, I recognize that guy. That's and now that you've mentioned his name, that's that's so the guy. And as a quick note, what I meant by doubt is I've just been hesitant about trying any Zoom fitness classes and being very old school. So that's what I meant with my doubt, not the doubt of the. Uh, how great the class would be, but that you could get the full effect of it through Zoom. So you guys have converted me into believers. It, it's it's I'd be I'll be uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you in that class because it's definitely a great class. That would be. Does he do it on Sundays? 
he does it uh, three days a week. The shadow kickboxing today is Thursday, yes. So Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll do it on Saturday. We'll we'll coordinate, and then uh, maybe I'll see all you guys in there. That sounds great. So that that's my news. But I think you have some news in the in the podcast realm. Oh, that is correct. I uh, yesterday recorded my first guest spot ever on uh, another podcast. A uh, a pretty big podcast, in my opinion, one of the ones that inspired me to start this one. So I was very uh, honored and privileged that they invited me on there. And so I had a great, awesome chat with someone uh, equally as nerdy as me in martial arts movies and martial arts in general. So uh, we had a great time doing that. And yeah, that one will be out in about two weeks. So when that is uh, announced and stuff, I will also share with our uh, 10 followers. <laughs> well, I'm looking, as one of the co-hosts, and co-followers. I'm looking forward to hearing about it. Yeah, the followers are pretty much you, myself, our <laughs> and others, and maybe some of our family. <laughs> but they're listening. They're, they, yeah, people are listening. People are yeah. listening to us. So uh, today, what are we discussing? In fact, I'm going to let you take the reins simply because this is your baby. This was your idea. I think it was a great idea. Uh, harder than I expected, but also it reminded me about a lot of great movies and scenes I had forgotten about. So why don't you tell the listeners what we will be discussing today? Absolutely, I'd love to. So today we're discussing, we, we've just finished our top 10 uh, kickers list from Hong Kong cinema. This is our top five chase scenes. And not just chase scenes like Bullet, the movie with Steve McQueen, we're talking mm -hmm. about martial art chase scenes. So scenes that incorporate martial artists or martial art fighting uh, as as they go along so it's uh, we, we we can talk about how we've uh, broken down some of the stipulations or some of the rules that sure. have helped guide us but i mean when i first started doing this list i had a few movies in mind i thought oh this is going to be quick and easy and then uh probably like you that list grew to about 25 pretty quickly and then re-watching it it's just re-watching some of these scenes it's just been so much fun so what 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 are some of the stipulations we came up with sure uh first of all it cannot be a fight scene and then they chase each other it also cannot be a chase and then a fight scene it cannot be a fighting chase then fighting there has to be martial arts within the chase so yes. uh for example a chase that wouldn't qualify is uh the whole uh final sequence of flashpoint was one i thought of because i love that finale when they're uh with Louis Koo and the exchange for Fan Bing Bing. And that shootout is amazing when they're running through the field and all that chasing is great, but there's no martial arts within that chase. The fight that follows, one of the greatest of all time, but see, that doesn't qualify, right? And, uh, or for example, if they fight first, then they start chasing, that also doesn't qualify. And I feel like I had an example of that somewhere, I'm not sure. So really, there has to be martial arts within the chase and also we did establish it needs to be a martial arts movie per se so uh uh and that being said okay so we'll get to honorable mentions where we, we you mentioned a great one before we started that I, I think is one of the greatest uh chase scenes ever filmed but because it's not a martial arts movie even though it has martial arts in the chase we can't include it uh the other main criteria we discussed was originally we said we were only going to allow one Jackie Chan movie. Uh, we did change that to two, but also one of the criteria of the chase 
We also established that they need to cover some significant ground, meaning mm -hmm. they really need to change through multiple locations because so many of Jackie's fights, for example, they're technically chasing him around, but they're not really moving in a far enough space. For example, the amazing mall finale of Police Story. They're just in the mall, right? Or the construction fight scene in Mr. Nice Guy. They're like running around that. And I love that sequence and they're chasing him down, right? But we decided we wanted some significant ground to be covered. But who knows, there may be an entry or two where we argue against that or if it's a big enough building or something, so. Well, uh, uh, it, it's just trying to get through the the stipulations and like mapping that over the Jackie Chan movies that does help eliminate some of them. But I remember like the rule was only one Jackie Chan movie. But then when it came down to my making my top five list, it was two through five, and number one is a Jackie Chan movie. I just forgot which Jackie Chan movie it was. Yeah. And as a quick note, when you first announced this, I had my number one in my head. I was like, oh, I already know what it's going to be. And then it's now not even on my top five, because when going back to rewatch some of these, it's like, wow, sometimes your memory kind of plays tricks on you. But also sometimes kind of like with the top 10 kickers, it's been ingrained in your head because somebody else said it, you know, or it was written somewhere. Sometimes it's just a stupid, like, uh, comment somebody wrote on IMDb 15 years ago that stuck in my brain. And so certain things like that, uh, you know, can change your mind. Uh, and yeah, otherwise, I mean, I like my list and it's funny, my number one, and I, I rewatched all of these today and I'm so happy I, I thought of it and is now my number one. I initially didn't even pop into my head. That's, that's fair. Uh, the movie that's popping between second and third place for me was not uh, in my head until after we got off of our uh, our uh, phone call. Like oh, dang. That was like 20 minutes ago. Yeah, it just dawned on me. I'm like, well, it's because of where I was walking when we were talking. And, and I'm not going to tell you too much about that until after. But uh, And I do want to mention real quick, uh, obviously, we're not planning to put a video up of this, but unplanned, Gavin and I are both wearing baseball caps backwards right now. <laughs> uh, totally unplanned. And I just realized that. I wonder if that has anything to do with uh, quarantine, lockdown, uh, inaccessibility to hair salons? 100%. Yeah, my, my mullet is getting wild. Uh, my wonderful partner, uh, Jessica, has been threatening to cut my hair in my sleep. Uh, I think she might follow through. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I ordered something in the mail to help me with mine, and uh, my partner, Emily, has been giving me a hard time about it. It was. I, a, I'm hoping it's for frosted tips. You ordered yeah. like, right? Yeah, I, I ordered a headband from Lululemon. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, you just made Jessica happy. She heard that and she said, what? Lululemon? Yeah. Okay, so All right. are we ready to get going? Yes, I, I believe we are. Uh, how do we want to start this? Do we want to go honorable mentions? Honorable mentions. And what I want to do since we mentioned it, uh, the first honorable mention should be the chasing I was referring to, maybe the greatest, one of the greatest of all time that you brought up right before this. Go ahead and uh, give us that one. It's Casino Royale. That uh, is just, just the opening sequence, just watching that. Uh, at, I remember going to the movie theaters, excited to see the new James Bond. And when I saw that sequence, I'm like, am I watching a James Bond, Jackie Chan movie? Uh, uh, I mean, the whole thing is just uh, phenomenal. And because uh, you, you were asking before, does, does parkour count? And I'm yeah. like, well, as long as there's martial arts in it, 
but uh, the, the, and that fight scene actually does have some great hand-to-hand stuff, real martial arts like kicking and punching. And, but unfortunately, obviously, Casino Royale is not a martial arts movie uh, per se. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. I'm, try, I, I'm trying not to. So one thing I noticed about, so we, we're using the Zoom format. And one thing I noticed with uh, recording, uh-huh. uh, I'm trying to give pauses when we're talking. I've, I have a tendency to like start to say absolutely as you're talking. And then I think that'll make the audio drop out. So if there's a pause, that's why. Got it. Got it. And uh, yeah, any other thoughts on uh, Casino Royale? I mean, it's it's if they would put that kind of budget behind, if if basically if Donnie Yen played uh, Jack, uh, sorry, Jack Bauer, (laughs) James Bond. (laughs) If Donnie Yen played James Bond, that would be, the James Bond movie I would want them to make. Right. Just the, the grappling, just it, the grittiness. It's just such a, such a good movie. And, you know, much like uh, Pierce Brosnan's introduction to, uh, to the yes. James Bond character, that opening sequence just hits it out of the park. And for me, and it has to do with uh, the films having the same director, Martin Campbell, I believe, who uh, did a fantastic job rebooting multiple series. I mean, so he did James Bond twice, technically kind of rebooted it twice. He did the mask of Zorro, which is one of my all time favorites. Uh, but uh, also, I mean, the whole chase sequence in Casino Royale features, and I'm a butcher his name, Sebastian Fulcan, the one of the creators of uh, free running and parkour. So, I mean, you know, it's going to be legit, but uh, I'll run through a few, uh, my honorables real quick. Oh, please. Okay. So I have two, uh, Co-productions, French co-productions, and I feel like French movies have this really good job uh, doing uh, chase scenes, and that's Kiss of the Dragon, which unfortunately it doesn't. Did, did is it on your honorable mentions? It it was it's there, and there's a, uh, a you'll see in the video. I scratched it out a few times. Yeah, uh, but it's it's there. Yeah, uh, because the thing was, it just didn't qualify as uh, because they fight first. And then they uh, chase. Yeah. And so, unfortunately, that's why I didn't qualify. Uh, Danny the dog, where the ending finale, where they're chasing him, but they're only in the building. And it's not so much, I was like, I could argue they covered enough ground. But when re-watching Danny the dog just now, I need to rewatch the whole movie. Uh, some of the fight scenes in that are fantastic. But there's something about the finale. It's almost like, uh, for example, the pool fight seems incredible. Uh, the opening sequence is amazing. Remember the pool fight scene uh, featured Scott Adkins in one of his mm-hmm. first roles. Uh, and also uh, Sedina Balde, who I did a movie with in China, who's an incredible martial artist. But uh, the ending finale, it's like, there's so many moments where he's fighting a group of them and they're just standing still. Like, you're like, wait a minute, the stunt guys don't know what they're doing. They're literally just like standing watching. But anyways, uh, Enter the Dragon. I just want to throw in a, for Angela Mao. Yeah. Oh really? No, no. I, I mean, I I agree with you completely. Yeah. it's it's fantastic. Uh, so I have Who Am I with Jackie Chan. I, it's the the Who Am I has so many great mini chase scenes. Yes, agreed. It does kind of there are moments where those chase scenes stop and then right. get going again. And so, real quick, these are my last two that were originally like my top two and don't even make the list anymore. First one, The Accidental Spy with Jackie Chan. 
I was rewatching it today and I was yes. like, can I get it on the list? Can I get it on the list? I mean, the, I, I presume you're talking about like the Turkey's scene. Yes. Yes. Here's the question though. Which version of it do you have? Do you have the original uncut Hong Kong version? Do I have that now? No, but that's the one I, I had seen. And yes, I have that one if you ever want to watch it. So that's the only way to watch that movie because it's such an underrated movie because most people have never seen that cut of it. But uh, anyways, I don't want to go off too long on that. And then uh, my one that was my original number one that didn't make the list, Ong Bak. I'll be very interested to know why it didn't make the list. It, I've, I kept it on mine. Okay. But and I, so- the what? only reason I think it didn't make my list is simply because the showcase for Tony Jaw is just incredible. Uh, it actually didn't have almost enough fighting in it for me when rewatching it. And second, the version I have now was the one that was released by Magnolia Pictures, and I hate the music in that version. It's really slow, and it kills it because the original version, I had a VCD from Chinatown when it first came out. The original Thai version has kind of this really kind of almost hokey but cool Thai techno music mm -hmm. and that totally changes the dynamic of the chase and so that's why it went from being number one to what would probably be like number six yeah you know it's, it's very funny because like some of the criteria I came up with uh, for these scenes it's not just uh I want believability lack of CGI there's a couple of fight scenes that as I watch closer it's like oh the background's green screen uh, and pace movement and then I also uh, soundtrack played a part. I was watching soundtrack played a part, and you're right. Some of these like re-releases that get released over here, they butcher the movie with the soundtrack. The pacing just it loses its rhythm. It loses its pace. But as uh, we know, Jackie movies, or I usually even say Jackie, like Hong Kong movies, are almost fifty-fifty. Sometimes the English redub, the music makes the freaking movie. Or okay, Wheels on Meals or Spartan yeah. X. That yeah. sounds. It, it, it's a whole different movie and it's one of my favorites the original hong kong version not so much or uh uh what was oh man i just had another example of oh fist of legend i love the miramax version with that music but miramax has also butchered so many jet lee movies and jackie movies and so it's really up in the air but uh yeah music obviously plays a crucial element in the chasing so uh give your honorable mentions real quick Okay, so a couple of my honorable mentions, obviously, Casino Royale, we talked about. Ghost Protocol, I really wanted to put it in there, Mission Impossible, because the fight scene starts in the hotel between the two girls, and then it's uh, Tom Cruise running into the sandstorm, but there's a little bit of fight, and a little bit of, there's a little bit of, uh, I think, a couple of kicks thrown, a couple of punches thrown, but it's not enough martial arts. Right, um, right. Is it a martial arts film? Very good. Yeah. Uh, on top of that, I had Fury Road, and Fury Road was up to my number two. It was up to my number two, and I just like slowly dropped it down, saying it's not a martial art movie. I wanted it to be there because it is a chase and fighting. Yeah. And uh, of course, uh, Richard Norton did, uh, I believe, all the the action scenes for the fighting right. scenes. And there's even that scene where he and Charlize Theron face off, although it's too short. I wanted Richard Norton to get a couple of shots. Yeah. Real quick, uh, I forgot, probably one of my main honorable mentions that I forgot to write down was Atomic Blonde, that whole final uh, sequence. But uh, they don't go far enough. The one shot taken Atomic Blonde where they're fighting yeah. in the, just the, the hall, right? Yeah. So it's not count as a chase. Um, let's see, what else? Okay, so I have three that I are kind of, I'm just going to spit them out. Jim Cotta. 
because the movie is a chase. A horse in the middle of the village. Thank God. Uh, and so he gets to do his version of martial arts. Uh, I have to, because I thought about Hard Target being on this list at one point, I didn't add it. But out of respect to Jeff Wincott, a big action movie star, I had to put in Last Man Standing. Okay. And it has two phenomenal chase scenes. And too bad they're not tied together. But one is in the hotel where he's just chasing this swashbuckler through the hotel. Uh-huh. Uh, and then on the freeway, he, there's some amazing stunts done. Uh, so props to PM Entertainment throwing probably their entire year's uh, budget into the first 17 minutes of the film. I am taking that from uh, somebody else's uh, blog about that. So when I uh, tweet this episode, I'm going to give them credit. Uh, and Go back and rewatch some PM Entertainment films, and they will occasionally take chasing footage, like car chasing footage from major motion pictures. Uh, <laughs> for example, I forget which Gary Daniels movie it is, takes footage from Metro with Eddie Murphy. I think it's Rage. It might be okay, rage. it's Rage, yes. Uh, and finally, uh, this person's on my list twice, Richard Norton, uh, Rage and Honor. It's, oh. the, it's the chase scene between uh, Richard and uh, Sensei uh, Peter Cunningham. Ah, that was just your bias. Yeah, total bias. Uh, by the way, one of my criteria, if you'll look here, was bias. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a really well shot scene. It's like a it's a it's like a filmmaker's like class where they're running down the uh, running down the you know the arts district, and Richard grabs uh, PD's arm, and he's like, "Hold, his arm should be running harder," but he just grabs yep. it and his fingers slip off. It's a great scene, and then of course it becomes martial arts because Cynthia Rothbard's running behind people, kicking people. Yeah. Uh, that's my honorable mentions. And I have to say, uh, I helped a, a friend help me out with this when I was running the list by them. Uh, so I want to give props out to Ron. And he said, my honorable mentions should be the warriors and universal soldier day of reckoning. Oh, okay. Okay. So those are his honorable mentions, but I have to give him props. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Let's, uh, let's get started with this list. Uh, okay. I'm going to let you go first, good sir. Well, number five is a film we just discussed, Ong Bak. Uh, okay. That chase scene introduced a whole new style of filmmaking, uh, or at least uh, Tony Jaw's abilities. Yes. It was number two. It may have even been number one at one point on my list. Yep. And it dropped for me because of the comedy sequences. It just, the scene would come to a dead halt with the guy with the with the cleaver and it kind of reminded me of what happened with jackie chan's scenes in cannibal run you know he's like doing all these stunts and then dom de Luiz is like throwing one hit and knocking people out it's like yeah. it just it just didn't like it didn't fit the tone necessarily and maybe yeah. maybe culturally those scenes were great comic relief but to me looking back it kind of dilutes the the classic aspect of that movie yeah i agree and there was other uh chase scenes I had originally considered where the dynamic of the chase is interrupted by sometimes, sometimes it just slows down, right? And uh, that's actually, my number five has an element of that. That's why I got pushed to number five. But the one gag I do like in the Ong Bak chase scene is where he pulls out the one knife. They're like, oh, it's not big enough. He pulls out the big ass knife. They're like, oh shit. But then the <laughs> lady talks about knives for sale. That was, that was a pretty good gag. Yeah. But, but- uh, yeah, no. It was that was my number one originally, and it's a phenomenal sequence. And I really feel a lot of it has to do with the the only version I have now is the American release of it, where they kind of killed the music, and that may have changed a big factor in my memory. And then rewatching it, but uh, 
definitely uh, an amazing sequence. It introduces to Tony Jaw. I actually plan to go back and rewatch the movie maybe tonight or in the next few days, just because it's been years since I watched it. And you're just like, man, he he was just so good in those early movies. He was. And, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, does Jackie Chan make a cameo in Ongbok at the airport? Yeah. Isn't there an airport scene? No, it's not Jackie Chan. It's like it a, isn't. almost like a Jackie lookalike. In fact, I'm not sure if it's an older uh, Thai movie star or something. It's definitely not his mentor. Uh, it's just, I think it's supposed to be a nod to Jackie, but it's not okay. Jackie Chan. Okay, because I remember like all my friends at the time were like, that's Jackie, that's Jackie. And I was like, tried to rewatch it, but I, I couldn't tell for sure. And I was like, well, if he's doing a chase scene in a movie, it's nice that he does like a little homage to Jackie Chan. Yes. Okay. Uh, you ready for my number five? So my number five, the reason I got pushed to number five is because there's like a long pause that when, when first watching it, I, I kind of uh, enjoyed it. And now I'm like, oh, they could have made it a little bit shorter. But my number five is the whole opening sequence of John Wick 3. So uh, pretty much, I mean, you could start it off from when he goes to the library to get, uh, you know, the medallion and this and that. And then he has the, the fight with the basketball player. I looked it up. Actually, he is a basketball player. Uh, and then he goes and gets fixed by the doctor. And then he gets chased by uh, the group of the Chinese assassins, which uh, figures, uh, excuse me, features uh, Roger Yuen uh, uh, and uh, uh, Tiger, Tiger Chen, right? Yeah. And so, and then he runs into the Italian hitman and then he's on the horse and this and that. And it's just a great sequence. That, that fight scene in the antique shop with all the knives is mind blowing. Uh, I really liked the sequence, even with the Italian, uh, I think they're Italian, like assassins in the horse barn, because I know this is going to sound so subtle, uh, or excuse me, it might appear to be subtle, but it was uh, letting me know that this movie was going to introduce us to a lot of more intricate uh, elements of the fight choreography when one of those assassins actually starts kicking him, like kick kicks. He goes like a sidekick roundhouse, like he's a kicker by trade, right? You can tell. And I was like, oh, wow, this movie's going to feature a lot of different elements that I feel like the number two didn't have. And I just love the whole sequence. I love the John Wick movies. I love number three the most. Uh, and they're just chasing him down. He's moving to very distinct locations. Uh, lots of fighting, lots of uh, mayhem. Yes. I, I'm so glad you included a, a John Wick movie. And, and of all of them, I'm, I'm really happy you included three. I was trying to decide between two and three at one point because there is an extensive like chase gun chase scene in two. But uh, I, I had a feeling a John Wick would appear on yours. And then there's one other uh, franchise I think might appear on yours. But I just, uh, yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy you included it. It deserves to be on this list. Yes, and I was rethinking about the number two one, and I was like, oh, should I go back and rewatch it? And I have it somewhere, but I was like, you know what? No, number three is my favorite of all of them. Yeah, uh, yeah. I love them all. Uh, number three, number one, then number two, but like number three was just, I just, you know, I, I love the whole thing. Uh, okay, let's go on to number four. Okay, my number four you might object to because it's Wait. kind of in one location. Okay, okay, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, it's writing wrongs garage scene. Oh, okay. Now you're, you're talking about the finale or the, where they're trying to kill him. Right. Where they're trying to, and I'm sorry, uh, listeners cannot see that. I'm like gesturing thumbs up and pointing yeah. like, I, like I'm mute or something. Oh, AJ, but. The sequence where uh, Yun Biao is in his parking garage and the assassins come to uh, kill him. Then they're scared away by the vicious Corey Yun. 
Yes, essentially. <laughs> so it, it, uh, the, I do have two themes. And my honorable mention list is obviously Richard Norton. In my top five list, there's a hint of Corey Yoon. Uh, I felt like I can justify this because he's being chased by a car and he's on a foot. Um, you know what? I wasn't thinking about the whole aspect where he actually gets caught underneath the cars and dragged around. So I'm going to let this one pass simply because bias writing wrongs is one of my all time favorite Hong Kong movies. So keep going. Okay. Well, and then this is the movie that, that I popped onto the list uh, while we were on the phone because I was taking a walk at my parking lot. I'm like, what am I, how am I ignoring this movie and this chasing? Because I was looking for a Yoon Biao chasing because Yoon Biao has been involved in chases a little bit. Like I was looking at Dreadnought. I was looking at other, other movies where he's like moving and fighting. But then this one just popped to me because this is hard hitting. It's fast moving. And also like an honorable mention that was on your list and almost on my list, Corey Yoon influenced Kiss of the Dragon. Because yeah. Corey Yoon knows how to how to make a chase scene uh, in tight spaces seem hard hitting and realistic. Yes. There and there's that that element of the the frenetic nature of them and keeping you on the edge of your seat, right? And uh, he definitely does a good job of creating sequences like that, whether it's just in his fight scenes uh, or any sort of action he is directing. Uh, note, the opening of Writing Wrongs actually has a decent car chase scene. Uh, in fact, not decent, it's great, it's just short. And then uh, he kind of, a la Dirty Harry, has his like big gun shooting blowing up moment. So uh, yeah, I think that's, uh, that's a really cool entry I did not even think about. Yeah, it, it, it was just my walking through the parking lot and then I'm like, I gotta bump things around and get this on that list. So it's not you were walking in the parking lot and you got jumped by assassins. No, no. I was I was actually driving a car and I saw a neighbor I didn't like, so went after yeah. them. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Still on the bottom of your car. Yeah. Okay. Uh, great entry. Are there uh, any other thoughts? It's it's just the pace. It's the it's the music. That's the other thing. I went back and watched it. Just driving up as he's going into the parking lot. It's still that like hokey, borderline smooth jazz. Uh, maybe stock stock music but the baseline is hitting and you know I've, I've we've talked about the baseline before with passenger 57 i'm like this is leading yeah. to something good certain movies failed at it but others succeeded in using that kind of smooth jazz style in the 80s and 90s and even a lot of american action pictures like lethal weapon with that saxophone uh, yeah. But it's that 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 smooth jazz, and one of my favorite uses of it, where I think a lot of people were deterred from it, and it took them out of the narrative of the film, was uh, Shogun's Ninja. If you remember that one, it's the Sunny Chiba one. It's this epic, extravagant movie that they need to re-release on Blu-ray because the only version I've ever found is kind of a old VHS scan of it. Not the worst, but uh, Haruki Sanada, Sushiomi, all mm -hmm. of them are in it, and. The, the soundtrack is this kind of smooth jazz. And I'm like, this, this doesn't belong, but it does. Yeah, it's, uh, there's something special about, uh, about a good smooth jazz soundtrack that uh, it's almost like well-placed comedy throughout an action film. It kind of like lowers your guard, but also makes you realize, oh, there's, we're, we're going to take it a step further. And if you recall, like uh, the seasonal films, uh, NCU and seasonal films and D&B, they all borrowed music or reused each other's music. And it was all one composer, I believe, named Richard Ewan. <laughs> That's why you hear that music over and over again. Uh, okay. You ready for my number four? I am. 
So this one, uh, and I think this is the one you were referencing before. Uh, I can't remember if it was on our phone call or at the beginning of this conversation, where you were referring to a decent amount of green screen. Mm -hmm. uh, but that should not take away from the amazing real stunt work in the sequence and it being uh, just super long and it never gets boring. You're on the edge of your seat the whole time. It's one of the greatest chase scenes ever filmed, even if a good chunk of it uses CG. And do you know which one I'm referring to? I feel like you're gonna, I don't know if they use, I didn't notice that they use a lot of green screen, but I'm gonna go with the Raid 2. No, not even close, homie. Really? I am talking about Matrix Reloaded. Of course, green screen. Uh -huh. Like, is he talking about like the long like car chasing? But no. the raid two—that's a fantastic sequence as well. I just, uh, you know, what? it it could have made my list. Maybe, uh, yeah. Either which way, uh, no going back down. But yes, Matrix Reloaded. So starts off with the amazing fight scene uh, in the castle, and then they start chasing the key master. Uh, or the key maker or whatever. And from that point, it becomes this awesome chase scene where they don't have Neo to back them up because he's left up in the mountains. And so, uh, you know, there's the motorcycle, there's the car, there's the big rig, there's the evil twins. Then there's Daniel Bernhardt, mm -hmm. one of the unsung heroes of martial arts cinema fighting with Lawrence Fishburne on the top of the truck where there's a lot of CG, but it's just the choreography is so amazing and the flips and this and that. And obviously the real stunt work that was included in this chase scene. Uh, yeah. It's just, and, you know, I was watching it with Jessica and she's like, wow, this is a really fun, good scene. And I'm like, yeah, it is, you know, super cool, super fun, tons of martial arts. Uh, the Matrix movies, I do consider martial arts movies. Uh, and it never lets up. It, it, it just keeps you on the edge of your seat the whole time. There's multiple villains involved. There's uh, multiple good guys involved. You know, Jada Pekin Smith comes in to save uh, Lawrence Fishburne at one point. And yeah, just a great sequence. Uh, I highly enjoyed. Great pick that 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 hit me from uh, that that came out of left field because I didn't think about the Matrix movies, but that's a great pick. Thank really you. Great pick. Thank you. All right, uh, number three. Number three, and this is where I start to fluctuate because I, I go between this movie and then the two Jackie Chan movies, which are one and two. Because okay. if I if I am going to do a tie at first place, I have to have a gap. Got it. So I'm going for it. Uh, House of Flying Daggers. Daggers and the horse chasing. Oh, you know what's so interesting? Here's the deal, real quick, before you even go into it. I haven't watched that since it first came out, but when it first came out, I actually was surprised how much I liked it. Because at that period of time, I was like, what, 14, 15? I was strictly Kung Fu movies, not so much Wuxia. And mm -hmm. so I was, and in retrospect, years later, I've come to like the Wuxia pan, the, the Wuxia movies much more. Uh, but I don't remember the movie like at all. So this sequence is not going to be known to me. Well, it's, it's, uh, it, it is essentially, uh, she's going through the, she's the, the protagonist is running through the woods. Um, right. and I forget how many horses are chasing her, maybe four to five horses are chasing her. All she has is uh, a sword. And it's just one of these classically shot sequences. I, I, I shy away from wire work too much. I shy away from CG work too much. And that sequence for for the type of film that it was did not include uh, did not include too much wire work and too much green screen. In fact, maybe 
very little green screen except for when there's an arrow shooting sequence. But there's a lot of movement through the woods. I like the classic aspect of it. I was looking really hard. So the truth behind this pick is I was looking really hard for a samurai movie oh. uh, to put on this list. But the samurai movies are all running. So you have these great long sequences and then stop Yeah, uh, to have the face off. And uh, I even tried to cheat and look at The Hunted with uh, Christopher Lambert and the, the bullet train sequence where uh-huh. at least the samurais and the ninja are, the, sam- the sam- one lone samurai and the ninja are going through the bullet train. So it's kind of like a chasing covering right. a lot of ground. But I just couldn't justify it. And so when I was going through a lot of the sword play movies, all of a sudden, the House of Flying Daggers came to me. It was on like my 25 list. And then, you know, I was talking, to, I was running the list by uh, my friend Ron and Marvin. And they were like, that's like one of Marvin's favorite sequences. And I was like, went back and rewatched it again. And I'm like, it just has the movement. It has the the, the soundtrack. It has the leaves, the, the leaves in the ground uh, kind of blowing in the, in the classic way, like a Kurosawa movie. Yeah. Uh, and I just, it put all the elements together and it didn't feel unoriginal. And if I take a step back and talk about Ombak for just one second, I don't want to like I don't want to guess if you have chocolate on your list or not. I do not. Okay, good. So I tried to rewatch Chocolate because the same issues we had with Ombak to try and get uh, a good sequence, and there are good sequences in there, but it just didn't have that heart of originality that Ombak had. And yep. House of Flying Daggers, even though it's kind of a throwback movie, and this sequence in particular has that kind of throwback. Uh, Japanese influence, at least I felt like it had a Japanese influence on it. It felt absolutely original to me. That's excellent choice. And it's funny because when looking at the wuxia genre, uh, for those not familiar, the difference real quick between like what's considered a kung fu movie and a wuxia film, wuxia films typically deal with the plot element of uh, uh, knight errantry as it's translated, so chivalry. It's usually set in period China. We have uh, stoic heroic heroes that you know sacrifice themselves for the greater good. Uh, the perfect, most mainstream example is uh, Crouching Tiger, Hand and Dragon, which in itself also has a great chase scenes. I, I just thought of with Michelle Yeoh, and a lot of times in these settings, they have mystical powers. They can like almost fly, but they can like walk on water and run through the air per se. So it actually lends itself to having a lot of these chase sequences. And even when you look at some of the original, like early ones, like a touch of Zen or those, you know, mm-hmm. it's running through the forest and they're highly inspired by that samurai aspect of the running chasing. So uh, it, it, I can totally see where you were trying to also perhaps go with uh, a samurai film or a Chambara film. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that's a really cool choice. I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch it. And uh, the protagonist, I have a hard time pronouncing her name, so I sometimes shy away from it, is uh, Zhang Ziyi. Zhang Ziyi. Thank you. Yeah. No worries. Uh, so she's also the one in uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all right, that was your number three. Are you ready for my number three? My number three is the first of my Jackie Chan entries. Uh, didn't even think about it till this morning uh, when I was looking at my dvd shelf and i thought to myself oh that would be perfect but i need to re-watch it and it's one of my hong kong dvds which are hit or miss sometimes they're region coded sometimes they aren't luckily it wasn't i was able to watch it so my number three is the final action chase sequence of project a2 <laughs> good good one 
good. Uh-huh. I, I have a feeling we might be hearing uh, that one from you as well. So uh, Project A2, I mean, the, here's the deal. When it comes to the Project A movies, one of the reasons why I've never been as big of a fan of number one is I saw the terrible uh, Miramax or Dimension Films re-release of it in the late 90s. And it's really bad. The dubbing, the everything else. And it just kind of left a sour taste in my mouth. Now, number two, I saw the, uh, excuse me, I bought the Tysang VHS release of it. It was the original English dub from the 80s. And I just loved number two. I was blown away by number two. Number two just, I mean, yes, it's missing Samuel and Biao, but it's just got, it's got a, I can't explain. It's just such a hard-hitting, amazing film, the, the opening fight sequence of it. But then that finale, obviously, they're covering, covering a ton of distance. He's fighting multiple foes. Uh, uh, you know, there's all sorts of intricate choreography. There's fun gags. There's the peppers, there's machinery they're falling in and out of there's, uh, ladders and ropes and, uh, pulley contraptions. And then, uh, you know, the stunt at the end with the building falling on him. And it's just, it, it, it is the epitome of a Jackie Chan fight slash chasing. Absolutely. It's, it's, it is my, uh, I mean, we can just move laterally over to me if we want, and we can just like talk about Project Day Two for a little bit because that's my number two pick. Whoa! Um, All right. Yeah. One of these days, we're going to be like, you know, lined up, but we're getting closer. Yeah. So it, it's it's if you can even go back a little further in Project Day Two, and you'll see the uh, the sequence where he's trying to run away with the with the women. He's having them jump out of the window, and yes. so if, if it if you count that the chase scene starts there, it is even more phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, I was, I originally, I was just counting the, the chase scene, uh, what it was the, the gentleman chasing him and he was going into the, into the chicken plucking factory. Oh, no, I found it before that. Like you said, talking- okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, if you, if I couldn't, I unfortunately couldn't find the footage to go back that far. Uh, but it is just fight and it's just chase and then it doesn't stop for the fights it the fights it goes to one set piece to the next set piece to the final set piece and then the final the final sequence of the 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 final opponent isn't as strong as he should be but he has some great opponents leading up to the final yep. the final opponent and then the final sequence is essentially a buster keaton homage when the whole scaffolding just falls on on him and he happens to be in the hall and i mean he had to you know that that's that's a that's uh life-threatening uh uh stunt if he's on the wrong mark if they've measured that incorrectly it's just it is it's kinetic it has everything to it when i'm watching it i'm moving i'm like getting out of my seat i'm moving around and if you go even further back in project a2 there's that mini chase scene where he's handcuffed to uh that almost made my list i had to go back and rewatch it that's why I couldn't do it without watching the movie. Cause I'm like, one of those has to be on there and that's a great sequence. And they move a plenty of distance yes. and it's very top five worthy, but I'm like, I'm only going to pick one from the, this movie. Yeah. It's, it, it is essentially the perfect movie project. A one I, I was, I saw the Japanese release. And so it's much better than the, the U S release that you've seen. The project a one is fantastic, but it is also a little bit raw. Project yeah. A2 is perfect. Perfect analysis. It, it's definitely raw. But when you look at when it came out, so what was that, 1983 for mm-hmm. Project A1, I believe? So really, they're still trying to attempt that uh, contemporary 
uh, action style in that one. And it was relatively new at that point because really the first movie to utilize uh, like contemporary, hard-hitting, what I like to call the Hong Kong kickboxing choreography of the 80s was really Carry On Pickpocket, which was 1982. So you look at uh, Project A, which came out in, I think was 83, I'm checking right now, 1983. So really it had only been around for a year. So yes, it's set in the late 1800s, early 1900s, but it's still that more contemporary style action as opposed to traditional Kung Fu choreography. It was still a little raw. And by the time you get to Project A2, and plus it's just Jackie and Jackie's team, right? It's got that they had, they had to start to get their stuff down. Because if I'm not mistaken, Project A2 was 1987. So we're already looking at, they've done all the Lucky Star movies. They've done the police story. So it was just much more refined. It's, it's, I think it's in, the, it's in the start of the sequence of his directing career that unfortunately ended officially with Miracles. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he's had the helm officially since then. I, we, we both know that he's kind of had the helm in a few movies here and there, but as like a Jackie Chan film directed by, I think that for me is, his, is in the pocket of phenomenal filmmaking uh, from 87 to like 89. Well, and, and uh, just to clarify real quick, Miracles is actually one of my all-time favorite movies. And it's on my list of, I have different criteria for certain genres Jackie's done. It's one of my favorite Jackie Chan movies, if not my favorite. I, I will admit that I have the, the Anita Mui uh, Rose Rose song. Rose, <laughs> I, I love you. Which a little bit of that's so in Mandarin, that's the, the Mandarin version. So, which is Rose, Rose, I love you. And that was the only Chinese song to be taken for the American market and switched to English and become like a number one hit. And this was like in the 1930s. So, I'm obviously off with the date slightly, but that song actually has a lot of significance. Obviously, in uh, the movie, it's in Cantonese. But uh, yeah, so. Uh, we could take a huge sidetrack and talk about miracles because I mean, it's, it's all that, that film is, uh, I think is one of the most perfect films that he's shot. Even the montage sequence, if you go back to wheels on meals, which, uh, has a great, good montage sequence, you have a whole story being told in the Rose, Rose, I love you sequence. I got it's, to see it on the, the big screen in the Egyptian. It was, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. But tell you what, maybe we'll do a future episode just on miracles. Uh, let's do it. Okay, back on the subject at hand. Any other thoughts on Project A2? Uh, other than it just being uh, the start of this window of just perfection from Jackie Chan uh, as, as director and actor and just all around stunts, uh, I just, uh, I, I have, we can go back and forth. We could, we could take a, a whole hour talking about Project A2, but from a, from a chase sequence, it is perfect. It's got the pace. As I said, I'll get up out of my seat and I'll stand watching that sequence. Yes. Yes. All righty. Well, since that was my number three and your number two, I guess I move on to my number two. And my number two is, I think we might have hinted at it earlier, uh, B13 or District B13 or Bandu 13. It's had like three different you know, English titles. So I've, I remember it coming out as District B13. Now, this is a free-running movie. Parkour is heavily featured, but martial arts is featured very heavily as well. So it is a martial arts film, and that has to do with not only uh, David Bell, 
one of the uh, creators of parkour and free running fighting throughout the movie, but also uh, his co-star, I'm going to butcher this name, Cyril Raffaelli, the, the French martial arts actor that many of you probably remember as one of the twins from Kiss of the Dragon. He was in uh, Live Free or Die Hard. He's, he's been in a lot of stuff and a uh, phenomenal martial artist. And he has a few great specifically martial arts fight scenes. I love the ending fight between the two of them, which is very underrated and underappreciated. But the chase I'm referring to in specific is the opening sequence where David Bell is running from the drug dealers after destroying their entire stash. And the reason why it qualifies is because as he's running and jumping and doing all this stuff, he does throw a few kicks, a few knees. I'm pretty sure maybe an elbow, but he definitely throws a few significant strikes that are landed on his opponents. And therefore, it qualified. Maybe it's a bit of a stretch. You know, maybe I'm uh, breaking the criteria a little bit, but the sequence itself is just so the music's great, that pulse pounding kind of techno soundtrack. It's got that French action aesthetic that uh, Luc Besson and team helped kind of create. Uh, it never lets up. Uh, the editing is amazing. You know, it knows when to be fast. It knows when to slow down a little bit. Uh, just what they're doing physically is incredible. No green screen, no wires. Uh, it's, it's controlled chaos in a sense. It's just beautifully shot. Uh, I just wish it was longer because it was so fun to watch, but that is my number two. Uh, I completely, uh, I completely, I don't affirm this. I completely uh, endorse this selection. And probably if I thought before we started recording, I, I think we did the, the conversation, this parkour count. And if I had included that, it would have knocked my number five off, which is Ongbok, and it would have been on this list. So our top three may actually have uh, mirrored each other because it could have pushed Project A2 down a little bit too. It is such a phenomenal sequence. Your move, I, I, anytime I'm watching an action sequence and I move with it, anytime I want to stand up and watch, uh, that's that's when I know I'm hooked. And sure. you you've nailed it on you. You yeah, nailed it with this pick. Anytime you want to jump off a building because you're so <laughs> happy and excited, uh, but don't yes. listen um, unless you are a trained professional. Uh, you can go to the you can go to gyms now to learn it. LA has Tempest, I think, is the name of it, like the parkour free running gym. But uh, all jokes aside, yeah, it's just such a cool sequence. They do everything right. The pacing it never lets up. The music, the editing the action within it, uh, the believability, because guess what? It's real. Yeah, it, 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 it hits all the points that you want from, from a chase action scene. Uh, and believability really does come down to it. And to be honest, if Casino Royale had been a martial arts movie, I still would have hesitated because you can see in a few sequences, Daniel Craig being stunt doubled. Well, so, so just throwing that out there, like this movie, when you watch it, you do not see any, you, I'm, these aren't, these are, these are stunt performers. They are not being stunt doubled. Right. And the fact that David Bell, when he does the sequence, it's like, you could tell this is a route he's planned out or done. And it, it's just done. So, so without hesitation, it's boom, 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 boom. It's like, if you were driving to work, you know, you know where to turn, you know, when to stop, you know, and that's like, it's just, it comes so natural to him that you're like, how does someone get these skills? But at the same time, maybe he would be able to do that without having ever done the route before, just because it, it like, you know, when you learn how to fight, you learn how to naturally react, right? How to roll punches, how to dodge out of the way. Maybe it's the same very thing with free running. I don't know. Uh, I've never tried it. Don't plan to, uh, but 
anyways, yeah, so that's my number two. It's a, it's a great choice, great selection. So as we come up to our number one, is it possible we have the same number one? I don't know, because I was torn with my number one. I was really torn with my number one, because I want to have a movie there. And I've alluded to it before, being a heavily Corian-influenced uh, list for me. Uh-huh. But it also takes place in a really tight area, the Corey Yoon one. So I have another movie that, much like Project uh, 2A, has a lot of chase scenes in it. Um, okay. But so it, I think we're going to have different entries, and that's yeah. okay. I feel um, like I'm, I'm stuck. I feel ahead. like for, for Jackie, I'm stuck in the 80s, and you might be a little more contemporary. Not contemporary. But, uh, okay, real quick, though, I want to know which Corey Ewan one you're referring to. Uh, it's, it's, it's the Dragon's Forever boat scene. It has the bass oh. playing. He's going through every area of the, of the boat, going inside, right. outside. Definitely just too confined of a space, you know what I mean? Because I had some entries, like, as I said, the ones we were talking about with Jackie before, it's like that's part of his element. Uh, <laughs> in fact, when we first discussed the list, you made me laugh out loud when you said that line about uh, – Jackie's fighting style, which I won't repeat, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it's just, I, I wouldn't be able to count that one, but obviously I love that sequence. It's, it's, it's probably one of my most watched sequences and it's, it does, gets me moving. It has the, it has the smooth jazz bass going. It, it has all the elements I need, except it doesn't leave that area. And, right. uh, but that that's what I wanted to put there. And it's the same reason why I couldn't put Kiss of the Dragon, the boat sequence on the list either. Also that that sequence on Kiss of the Dragon is a little too short for me. I wanted yeah. I would have loved to have seen more. But uh Agreed. Yeah. so then what is your numero uno? It's gonna be police story too. And I don't oh. know how you feel about that. I I feel like at one point in my life it was one of my favorite movies. And I looked at a ton of his other movies, obviously trying to pick this, trying to pick the uh, a chase sequence out. But it has three chase sequences in there. The movie is always moving. It is a lot like, uh, you know, we talked. I mentioned Jack Bauer's name earlier. Uh, if Jackie Chan starred as uh, starred in an episode of Twenty Four, it would be Police Story Two. <laughs> it's just he's always moving and. For me, it's the he he goes he runs across the freeway at one point. He gets hit pretty hard by that truck. I don't know if that was a mistake or not. Uh, probably not. He probably I, I don't know what the story is behind that. But then it stops and has a fight sequence. There's another sequence where near the end of the movie, he's you know jumping on top of the bus and he's kind of going you know kind of yes. jumping through the glass. Obviously, that's more stunt work than martial arts. But there is the the park sequence. The my yeah. God, you know what's funny? Real quick, I hate to cut you off, but when you said Police Story 2, the first thing I was thinking of, when he's on top and he's jumping through the billboards and stuff, right before you said it, it popped in my head. I'm like, the freaking park sequence, which they definitely cover enough space, and that is a phenomenal, wow, great choice that I didn't even think of. It, it, uh, it almost didn't make the list, but because there's so many, I think so many of his more modern, his modern work shows a lot more... Uh, great well shot sequences like as far as camera work and editing and camera movement uh but uh when it came down to it just thinking about how he's sewing his body around and his body is like even in, when they're fighting with the metal sticks when it's like he hits the ground he throws the one metal stick at the guy's shin and then he gets back up he is always moving from one area to another 
Yes, and it finishes in the alleyway where uh, he jumps up on the walls, the truck's coming after him, so they cover plenty of space. They even go from like one playground to the next. Uh, wow, great choice. And that is, that might be, okay, so the, the actual martial arts within that chase might be the, even the best, the best of the martial arts of any of the ones we've talked about, uh, just because it's just so phenomenally well done. I think that's an excellent number one. Thank you very much. I, I, I can't wait to hear what your number one is. Now, so they're not the same, but I'm, they're pretty much the closest they could be without <laughs> the same movie. So can you guess what my number one is? I'm going to go with Supercop, Police Story 3. You are correct, my friend. <laughs> I chose the finale of Supercop. And the funny part was, wasn't even on my radar until this morning also as i'm going through and stuff i'm like wait a minute the ending of supercop i'm like ah that doesn't count there's not uh, any mar- there's not a martial arts i'm like wait a minute there totally is there's plenty of martial arts mm-hmm. so uh for those of you unfamiliar with the movie which i'd imagine isn't a whole lot of people that would find this podcast but uh for our 10 listeners which is mostly our friends and family <laughs> so it's in kuala lumpur they're breaking somebody out of a transport van so Pretty much starts off with Jackie Chan and Michelle Yeoh. They start off fighting there. Uh, and then throughout the sequence, so there's there's technically an armored truck. There's a, uh, a sports car. There's a dirt bike. There's a helicopter. There's a train. There's uh, explosions. There's machine guns. There's Jackie hanging from a helicopter. It finishes on a train. So the sequence starts with them chasing. Then there's the fight sequence on the roof with Yuen Wah. And then Jackie chasing them down on the train. And then there's the amazing ending fight with Ken Lowe. And uh, maybe Aylan Sit as the other stuntman uh, on top of the train as the helicopter is exploding. And it so it covers plenty of ground, obviously. There's uh, that awesome car chase sequence. I mean, then there's the helicopter flying through the air. There's Michelle Yeoh jumping the dirt bike onto the train. Uh, so there's a little bit of martial arts at the beginning, a little bit in the middle, a lot at the end. I love the ending fight with Ken Lo. Uh, super good, super hard hitting. Jackie balancing on that beam between the two train cars where he's fighting both of them. Uh, you know, Michelle Yeoh gets on the action. She throws some great kicks. And even just rewatching that sequence, like when she does the jump, kick the gun out of his hand uh, and then kick the body on the roof. I, I was rethinking our 10 list. I'm like, Gavin was on something with Michelle Yeoh as being a top 10 kicker. Uh, so then just just amazing. Uh, once again, I was watching the uh, US release, the Dimension Films, whichever one, which I like that English dub. I like the music. It's perfectly set for it. Uh, yeah. It, it, it's, it is a perfect film. It is, the, it is the proper film that helped introduce Jackie Chan to America. And I know there were a couple of films around that time that they were re-releasing over here and right. releasing for the first time. But that was the one that that just had to blow people's minds, uh, and, it, and it did blow people's minds. Real quick side note, because you were probably living in Japan at that time, right? Uh, because Rumble in the Bronx got a theatrical, as did Supercop. Now, First Strike, if I'm not mistaken, was released to VHS. I think uh, Operation Condor uh, 2 was released... Uh, Oh, I think that also had a theatrical and then the yeah. VH. So it was back and forth. But Super Cop, I believe, was the second one 
And I remember wanting to go see it so bad, but it was rated R and I couldn't go see it. Yeah, I I uh, I'd seen it in Japan. I'd missed the release in Japan, but I went back to visit my family. Uh, so I rented it uh, at the local mm-hmm. video store, Popeyes. And uh, they would. What I loved about Popeyes is they would give you uh, uh, the posters after they were after the they had done their like uh-huh. initial run. So I had like a bunch of like Jackie Chan posters from them. This place was, it was called Popeyes. It wasn't Popeyes Fried Chicken. Also, it, it, no, they didn't sell Popeyes Fried Chicken. They just rented uh, movies. The VHS. Movie store in Japan. So <laughs> you had me for a second, man. That that deadpan humor you do. People can't obviously see you, but you sold that. I was like, oh my god, fried chicken and kung fu. What? But yeah, I'd seen it uh, on a VHS tape or DVD while I was in Japan, and my mother was like teaching her students in the next room, and like she had to like come out and ask me to be, like turn the movie down. And when it got re-released in the states, of course, I like had to go watch that. Um, wow, it's it's a perfect film. The stunts are fantastic. I thought about putting that movie on the list as well. Uh, just I just ended up going with part two instead of three. Oh, I mean, and the thing is, part two is technically much more of a martial arts chasing, right? But Super Cop could be on anybody's list of the greatest chasings ever. Absolutely. Because the thing is, the 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 fight choreography, you know, at the very beginning uh, when they're on the roof and especially on the train. Is just I'm watching. It's just so clean and neat and perfectly executed. The aesthetic is like just everything. And the thing I love is that it really shows how the uh, Jackie's character, whatever you want to call him, Jackie in some of the English dubs, uh, Kevin, I think in the Super Cop dub that they did, he was Kevin Chan. Uh, but so you're watching, for example, Ken Lo is supposed to be kind of obviously like a mercenary or soldier, and he's got this very uh, tight kickboxing style. And then Jackie, you know, in the, in the English dub, they claim, oh, you know, seventh degree black belt in Taekwondo and Hapkido. And you can see he's a very martial artist, but he's also not like a vicious fighter per se. He's using, using his athleticism against this guy and just, but it just looks so believable, the martial arts techniques. It's, it, I, I love that movie. We, you know, when maybe one day we'll, we'll just like take apart a few Jackie Chan movies, but uh, I mentioned, uh, a Dragons Forever or a Cyclone Z, as I knew it. Uh, having that one sequence that I always go back to watch uh, the boat sequence. For me, Super Cop also had one of those sequences, and it's the training sequence when he's uh, uh, yeah. sort of like sparring with the with the Chinese yeah. guard. I just think that sequence is so perfectly shot, and, and it's act- so cool because he's kind of using almost the guard is using a lot of traditional kung fu techniques like. Uh, against Jackie's more modern style where he's kind of got that kickboxing look to him, you know, where he's, he's moving around like a boxer. He's throwing the jabs and stuff, uh, kind of contradicting what I just said about him fighting Ken Lowe. But uh, in that sequence, it's, you know, once again, it's more of like, so he, uh, I'm going to step back a little bit. It's like Jackie fights more like a, a competitive uh, like athlete, you know, as opposed to a mercenary trained killer like Ken Lowe was. Jackie style is much more like, yeah, I box in the ring and stuff. Oh, now I got to do it in real life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, it's such a good movie. Great pick. I love your, I love your uh, top five list. And uh, I really appreciate that you included the John Wick and the Matrix uh, series and your, your top three. Perfect. And uh, again, if I had thought about parkour being involved or, or specifically that uh, District 13 film being involved, I, Ombach probably would have been pushed down to my honorable mentions as well yeah. for, the, for the reasons we discussed. Right. Uh, 
And so, yeah, I mean, I think we both had awesome lists. Uh, I'm definitely going to go back and rewatch some of these movies now just because I can, because I'm on quarantine. And so, uh, any final thoughts? I, I hope everyone's staying safe, healthy, and positive, you know? Yes, agreed. And we will be recording, maybe we'll record one even sooner if we think of something, but we will be recording an episode next week with a very special guest. Uh, it may be the person whose podcast I was just on, and he uh, very graciously offered to come on ours. So hopefully that all works out. We have it scheduled for uh, next week. And if so, you guys are going to have a very, very special episode with uh, one of the most knowledgeable individuals in Chinese martial arts and Chinese martial arts films. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. Uh, Yeah. So this was great. Great seeing you. Likewise. Uh, And we will definitely uh, be seeing each other soon. Sounds good. Talk to you soon. Bye.